episode 25 of Insert Credit. I'm Alex Jaffe, and this week I am joined by Frank Cifaldi, boy adventurer. Hi, that's me. Tim Rogers, boy genius. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> Brandon Sheffield, boy king. Sure, why not? And co-host of the fantastic Jordan Jesse Go podcast and star of the IGN web series Game Shop, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, guys. I don't like your stupid Jordan nickname. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> why don't you like the nickname? I don't know. They just kind of have a... I don't know. It just seems to be too... too just, you know, it's a little try-hardy. Do you, yeah. want some, do you want some yeah. Coke? Do you want some Coke? <laughs> there it is. Tim, that's, please, that's, please that's, don't that's, make that's visual fire. jokes that won't make any sense in the audio no, version of this podcast. Yeah, I kind of Let's, agree with him on that one. I was uh, actually... There, I was going to tie that into something that would not require visuals, but you guys go, went ahead and stomped on it. Which yes. I thought we agreed we were not going to do. Well, but, I thought we agreed, thought we, were we, agreed we weren't going to make visual jokes uh, without the express um, understanding of, of other people that it. We are off to a great show. start, guys. This is <laughs> well, going to be one of the best. Realized that uh, I was going to turn it around. I was. It was going to be hilarious too. Okay, I'm, I really regret. Uh, God God you darn it! Do we have to do? Why do we have to fight? It's Start Christmas, guys. Let's be a family. Okay, Let's all, all right. be a family together and focus on the good things. Wait, no, that's what that we do. Here. Families get it going, with man. each other. Just get it going, man. Anyway, this is a podcast where I come up with a whole bunch of crazy topics, and I pitch them at you. You have six minutes to discuss them. Then I play a terrifying buzzer noise, and we're <laughs> forced to move on to the next topic no matter what. At the end, we wrap it all up with a lightning round, and whoever does the best job gets to pick the first topic for the next week. Last time, Tim was our winner, and he should have a topic for us today. Yeah, my topic is, I was thinking what with how it's all Christmas and everything, it's going to be sure. Christmas. Before we have another one of these podcasts, we might as well talk about some Christmas. And I was going to say, what sorts of video games, what sort of memory do you have of playing a video game on Christmas? What was your favorite video game you ever got for Christmas, or a Christmas-like holiday, or... Uh, at the Christmas time of year, and if you don't like Christmas, maybe your birthday, maybe you got a game for your birthday at some point. Thanks so for including Brandon at the end there. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, d- I, I got a, uh, a thing for myself during Christmas, and I have a memory of that. All right, let's hear it. What is it? Um, when I bought my... I bought a Turbo Duo. It's <laughs> not surprising that this is what the story is, uh, but <laughs> I, br- I bought myself a Turbo Duo with my Xmas money. And it was still oh, the, the Xmas money. season. Yeah, I had I had money that I had saved up, plus like fifty bucks that I got from various relatives back when they still gave me stuff. Um, and I combined all of that to buy a Turbo Duo, uh, and I had East Books One and Two with that. And it was my first time hearing CD audio in a video game. And as you know, the music in East is just pretty much fantastic and one of the best things that there is. Uh, and uh, Tim was making a little jerk off motion there, but um, no, but it was it, a slow. It was a slow jerk off motion. Oh, okay. Is, so that was, means, an ex- that it was means an agreement. Good. Yeah, it was, it was broke. Yeah, I get it. It, it wasn't. Was a, a, this would mean yeah. that it's. I I think you're just jerking around. Right. But the slow okay. stroke is an indicative of of <laughs> fine flavor. All right. So anyway, <laughs> this, the, uh, I heard... the speed determines whether or not you're simpatico. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. A, a slow speed means. You're 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 down with the tempo. Maybe should it be something like 
I know, I know it's not always three people, but should it be like you reaching to the side and grabbing your friends and jerking them off? Should that be the ski positive? This is negative. This is positive. That's ski polling. Yeah. Uh, mm. that, that only, that's only if two people are talking about something that I agree with. In this yeah. case, it's just Brandon. <laughs> so, to conclude, that was a real fun time. <laughs> was that on Christmas Day? I, I don't remember, but I think it was probably the... I don't know. It was probably like two days after, but it sure felt like Christmas. It 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 feels like Christmas in my brain. So, it's interesting uh, to know that you have something that feels like Christmas in your life. Yeah, and it was it was it's it's these robots that I have put behind me here on my couch. Christmas bots that, that uh, people people listening can't see, but I have intertwined two vintage robots with, uh, with Christmas lights. With Christmas lights. Yeah, so I've got two. I've got two quick ones. Uh, my first one is at Christmas 1994. I got Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo and oh, Sonic and Knuckles on the Genesis. And for, yeah. uh, I think, the first and only time in my life, uh, I had, like, the two games uh, of that moment. Oh, so, yeah. How yeah. old were you at that time? Um, in 94, I was uh, 12. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I Can you imagine? I remember getting uh, Eternal Champions for the Sega Genesis and oh, the man. button arcade perfect joystick to, you know, mimic the arcade experience. <laughs> Which, <laughs> of the non-arcade game, right. Yes. Right, of a non-arcade, <laughs> of a shitty knockoff of a good arcade game. Uh, Eternal Champions was, like, supposed to be the Genesis's Street Fighter because at that time, I guess only Super Nintendo had Street Fighter. So Genesis uh-huh. came back with their dark Genesis does what Nintendo don't version of a fighting game. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I associate that Christmas with delusion because I spent all of Christmas morning like convincing myself that this was as good as Street Fighter uh, and looking back, <laughs> it was not. I'm going to tell well, you so all I, 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 I spent most of 1995 enjoying those two games and then for Christmas 95, I got one video game which was Earthworm Jim 2, hmm. uh, which I beat that day, the end. Earthworm Jam 2. I beat uh, Super Mario World, which my brother had gotten on uh, Christmas Day 1991. That was sort of an empty experience. And it was your brother's game. It wasn't even your game. Yeah, it wasn't even mine. (laughs) And he had already broken the controller in the Super Nintendo. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because with frustration, you know, (laughs) having big hands, that's just... Jim, I remember being a really, really tough game to beat it in a day. That's that's kind Earthworm, of no, no. You're thinking of one. This is Earthworm Jim two. One. Oh, okay. Was Earth? I never played two. Is two an yeah. easy game? Two is a very two is easy much game. much easier. Oh. One was only hard because you couldn't tell what the what the god darn heck anything was in the game. You couldn't tell what the floor was. You couldn't tell what you were able to grab onto. It's just it's just a case of an over-arted game. Anyway, my best game Christmas. Is uh, would be 1993 when I got uh, uh, I had my my grandmother had accidentally given us all two hundred dollars for Christmas, <laughs> where and my mom was like insisting on us giving the money back, but we uh, I I got a Sega Genesis and then I had also saved up some of my I'd saved up some more money over the year and I got a I got a Sega Genesis with Streets of Rage two and Sonic the Hedgehog two yeah and I got Secret of Mana. For the Super Nintendo, Damn. and me and my big brother played Secret of Mana for like, for like eight hours on Christmas Day, <laughs> and we'd never played the game because, of course, the rental blockbuster or whoever didn't have it. But uh, 
it's just seeing like one preview in EGM. EGM never even reviewed it or did a feature. We'd just seen this preview. And then Best Buy had like a, a sale ad for it saying it was like fifty two ninety six. Fifty two ninety six, that was the price. Fifty two ninety six. It's a lot of monies. Yeah, yeah, but it it was less than the seventy nine ninety nine suggested retail price. Wait, so did you did you or did you not give back the grandma money that she No, gave we we got some sort we, of act of senility. That's what we used uh, to buy the Genesis. <laughs> and nice. when your, your grandma I guess you could say senility is the <laughs> senility it's is the, the what? It's, it's yeah. the what? No, I'm never gonna know. Is the what? Is <laughs> is the is, is the, the greatest the Christmas cri- gift of all? Yeah, Senil- all senility right. is the core of the Christmas miracle apple. Oh, that was the sound. That was the sound. <laughs> Let's move on to topic number two. Okay. My body is ready. If, wo- if one fighting game represented the entire genre at the Olympics, what would it be? Eternal Champions. Yeah, it is, it is so. about it is about <laughs> the endless, like endearing immortality. So it is about it is about just immortal winners. Yeah. So, has, so about, I'm sorry, can you can you say the question again? Kicking a witch into a fan. I mean, that's why. And there's a dinosaur there somewhere too. I believe. I think Mortal there's. I think too. He's a merman. There's a merman. Okay, I yeah. thought there was like a dinosaur fatality, like a T-Rex bites someone. Oh, there is. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah there's somebody yeah. getting bitten in half by a T-Rex. I think the, the question, Brandon, was uh, well, if, if one fighting game had to represent video games or fighting games in oh, the yeah. Olympics, which yeah. would it be? Uh, fight, fighting games in the Olympics, because so it, I assume in the Olympics of 2036, there will be multiple video game categories in the yeah, Starcraft. So in the fighting game competition, which yes. game are they using? Okay. Yes. Well, so it'll have I to be one that's I, I should developed. Hope, I, I should hope. I should hope whatever this whatever game we pick is played in an outdoor arena, because I've been to a couple of fighting game tournaments in enclosed areas, and it seems like kind of the unifying characteristic of everyone there is them not caring about just farting in a closed room filled with guys. So yes. uh, yeah, I should hope that wherever we play it, there's plenty of ventilation. Sure. I've never, I've never oh, heard sure. that uh, from reading reports of, of Evo or anything. I've never heard smell. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm that's, that's sure the that, uh, behind I'm, the scenes story. Yeah, I'm pretty wow. sure that by 2036, we'll have a fighting game that uses the Microsoft Connect. So <laughs> yeah. that'll probably be it. <laughs> so right. uh, I'm. I mean, isn't Dance Central kind of a fighting game if you look at it? Sort of is. No. Mm. Um, no, I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, I guess like the natural, I guess maybe the easy go-to answer is whatever is the current version of Street Fighter 4. Um, but because that is already a game about nationalities fighting and kind of in a weird way, like national stereotypes, like, is that too loaded for the Olympics? Like, is mm. there just too much going on? How, how bad would it be if like a guy from Brazil was playing as Ryu instead of Blanca? Yeah, yeah. That would be like really bad. That just and yeah, look well, right. is the Brazilian is the Brazilian competitor, you know, encouraged to suffer a plane crash and become attacked by electric <laughs> So um, I would think it would be whatever game is sort of the the hardest to master, right? Yeah. So well, so here's here's what Virtual I'm fire. saying. It should it should probably be Street Fighter Three because the reason that Street Fighter Three wasn't so popular is because they had. They had realized that everyone with Street Fighter Two Turbo and such had had reached this this crazy level of skill, and so they had they decided they had to make something that was gonna uh, 
work for those people that had, um, you know, that had already completely mastered that. So uh, Street Fighter Three was like that game was made for the tip of the pyramid of fighting game players, and it's so that's why it's, it's so precise, and that's why that crazy moment at Evo where uh, where where Daigo parried Justin Wong's. Um, uh, Chun Li super like thirteen parries in a row, including one where he had to jump up in the air. Like that kind of stuff can happen in that game. I feel like if it were to happen, if we were to have to make the decision right now, Street Fighter Three would be the best one. But sure. um, I would rather design one from the ground up. I think that would be better. It would I, be I more maybe, fun. I maybe agree with you that I think that I think Third Strike is probably the most technical and kind of interesting fighting game to watch. Uh, let me let me let me devil's advocate for a little bit and suggest Smash Brothers. No, like nope. Yeah, no. nobody nobody's no. gonna gonna. But, it, but please explain why. Yeah. Smash Brothers is for fat people and mouth breathers. That's that's the end of the story. <laughs> but True. not Street Fighter. If no. Smash Brothers were a person, and <laughs> Street Fighter is for Street Fighter is for smelt winners, smelt winners, right? It's that Street is right. for world it's warriors. For, you it's should, you should warrior, meet our friend Patrick Miller. He's a, models, that is a world warrior. Muscular life, dudes. Life of, the, life of the party types play Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do. They sure do. High society. New if York Smash Bridge. Brothers were a human and it got hit by a bus, I wouldn't cry. <laughs> right now, Right now, you're the guy who likes death metal insisting that the guy who likes industrial metal is a real loser. Like, this is such a... No, but that's a fact. The guy that likes, oh guy that likes actually, industrial metal is... It, that is a great analogy because it's That is straight. actually straight true. You have straight. no idea how many rakes you're stepping out in shot sideshow Bob style right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, boy. I want to hear your explanation. I want everyone to shut up while he explains how yeah, this Smash could Brothers. possibly be the Olympic game. I mean, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a racial component to it. Um, Mario is Italian. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess Italians, uh, and you know, Kirby is obviously yes. American because of and the race of princesses. Yeah. yeah, the princess race. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it just has a kind of a universality. I guess it is. Uh, you know, I guess maybe more countries can be competitive in it because it's a less precise game. So it's. Well, maybe- I think that makes it not an Olympic event. I'm, it might as yeah. well. We might as well put like hopscotch in the Olympics. Yeah, you know, one of the problems is it's for noobs. Yeah, and uh, like, like, I, think, I think to be an Olympic game, it has to be the one that's like the most complicated. Yeah, yeah. Virtual okay. Fighter. Virtual well, Fighter. I'll go back to. Uh, Third Strike, then. Let's just say Virtua Fighter 5. I've never, maybe it's just because I don't really know how to play it that well, but I've never liked watching the Virtua Fighters and the Tekkens of the world. They just seem uninteresting. Tekken, don't, don't even try to say Tekken and Virtua Fighter are the same thing. <laughs> That's the end of that discussion. we got to move on. Answer Virtua Fighter. Nope. <laughs> okay. No, Street Fighter 3. Too yeah. late. Let the viewers decide amongst themselves. All right, or the listeners as the case may be. Where is the divide between comedy in Japanese games and comedy in American games? Over there. Well, comedy in Japanese games just doesn't exist anymore. It's more like this little girl just fell on her face, and now you can see her panties. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> that's like that's comedy in Japanese games now. That's you know, true. I I can't say that I laughed a lot at it, but I kind of appreciated the sense of humor of Bayonetta. Um, mm, it was all kind yeah. Of, it was There's all kind of Tim hates and I love. Oh really? Oh interesting. I could tell I like, that that I like was, the action of it. 
but it's trying to be funny. Like they had that weird mafia character. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I guess the line is that the Japanese humor isn't funny. Yeah. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, God, when you look at something like Borderlands, I feel like I, I guffawed pretty regularly playing Borderlands. Bore two lands or Borderlands one? Oh, two. Excuse me. Uh, Bore two lands. Yeah. Borderlands one. Pretty funny. Borderlands One did not have the real time lulls in it. It just had some. Uh, Borderlands some... One was like a was funny, kind of like a high school newspaper. Is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I see that you're trying to make a joke. I understand yeah. that it's a joke. Yeah. What what changed? Did it? Does it? Is there a new creative team behind the writing of Borderlands? But, I think they got a new writer. Okay. And yeah, I think the that, writer that is guy. a younger guy. Well, then there's also the thing how uh, every sequel's better. Yeah, there's that too. That's yeah. true. That is true. That's called the Predator 2 effect. Right. Uh, Does Japan have an equivalent to an Eric Wolpaw who uh, writes for, say... Yeah, it's Hard Gay. Hard Gay is their equivalent. No, they don't have... No, that's not true. They they don't have a single, like, writing personality in video games. You could say uh, Hideo Kojima is a writing personality, but... uh, What about about in, like, visual novels? Are there not, like, you know, cult-followed... Visual novel authors. There's those, but there's there's nobody with the uh, like comedy sense. Okay, right. That I know of. Nobody, nobody ever talks about. If there is, then they're not they're not talked about. You know, they need need better PR if they exist. I'm gonna say that it's that that the uh, the best Japanese comedy writer in games is uh, is us because it's probably in that boyfriend maker game. Um, which is all mean? just taking our own stuff yeah. that that we oh. wrote and reflecting it back at us. So um, I think you're going the f- Time Magazine 2006 with this. Yeah, yeah, the nice. glossy, glossy, shiny cover. You are the man of the year. That's right. <laughs> it's the end of uh, Panzer Dragon Saga over here. Um, it, it seems like I guess if I were to to ascribe a sense of humor to the Japanese video games, it's kind of like the Japanese game show. It's like all about being crazy and over the top. Like that's what got us, you know, Bayonetta and Katamari. Like I think I think Katamari is kind of funny, but it's just about being really it's crazy. Kind of one of those silly. Actually, I would that's silly would pop art kind of thing. Katamari yeah. is is kind of funny in in not a crazy way. It's in more of an a kind of irreverent playful way. So I I guess you could actually maybe say Keita Takahashi mm-hmm. kind of has that a little yeah. bit to him. Um, Nobi like Nobi that. boy is pretty funny. Yeah, I think I think maybe his his humor is probably the the closest you can get now that I think of it cuz cuz he actually he does do things on purpose that are funny that are kind of cute. But then they have to be translated for us. So there's that. It's like funny in the same way that Andy Warhol is funny. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Metal like, energy. you know, you get your Metal Gear salads or whatever that have Oh, that jokes. guy's hilarious! Yeah. Well, no, there there are jokes <laughs> in those games that require you to just be a a person who has poured over the story for thousands of hours and collected all these, you know, just fetishistically, obsessively collected hundreds of little pieces of lore about the game. Like, like there's a guy who's got an exclamation point mohawk. You know, it's like that's funny. Yeah. Look, because, he's in a box. Because he like wakes up from asleep and you see his mohawk as an exclamation point and it makes yeah. the the surprise sound. It's like you have to just know you have to have wasted a lot of your life enjoying the game <laughs> in order to 
think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's I mean, like I, that. I it's like a lot of like a lot of nerd culture. Like I think video games are rewarded a lot of times for being funny when it's really just referency. You know, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, like there's no actual comic talent. They're just you know, it's that laugh of recognition that you get. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that the games that are actually funny are pretty few and far between. I think, yeah, I guess Borderlands 2 is the only thing I can think of immediately that's... I think Portal not- was pretty funny. Portal oh, was Portal funny. Funny. Portal's totally I, funny. And it's also funny pretty by much, itself as well, which is cool. Pretty much everything the, that Double Fine has done. Merchant, oh, yeah. Uh, I love the Stephen Merchant narration in Little Big Planet too. Like, all his little tutorials, I think, have a lot of genuine jokes in them. You mean Stephen Fry? Stephen Fry, excuse yeah. me. I'm uh, yeah, I was I was just saying uh, uh, <laughs> Double Fine. Pretty much everything that Tim Schafer is involved. I thought Brutal with. Legend was pretty oh, good. Yeah, yeah, Brutal Legend is also. I agree. I agree. Brutal Legend is funny. Everything and Ron but is the, sometimes funny. Yeah, everything but the actual game was amazing about Brutal Legend. <laughs> Brutal Legend. I, I had some fun with that game. Yeah, it's I, goofy. I, but I know many people that enjoyed it. I like yeah, playing around nice. and collecting stuff. I it was a it really nicely. It was a nicely done game. It's just for my tastes. It was like once I understood it, I was done with it. Yeah. I didn't feel like Does doing anyone it have an example? And I, I mean, I'm noticing your Maniac Mansion poster. Yeah. Um, like, <clears throat> there are examples back in that like PC world. I guess the like Maniac Mansion and Leisure Suit Larry were any of those funny. That's a blind. Oh, story. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The tentacles hilarious. Uh, so so is the first Sam and Max game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah most, most of the even, even, even Monkey Island. Yeah. So it appears the divide is that there is comedy in American games and none in Japanese. Right. Sometimes. Yeah, I guess. And LucasArts is still a thing that uh, people pine over. This yeah. next question comes from my friend This Machine Kills Fascists, who was the one who first introduced me to Jordan Jessigo. He says... Design a video game adaptation of the inevitable threequel to the Predator series, Predator 3, even more Predators, keeping in mind that the traditional method of murdering a Predator is to mask your heat signature by slathering yourself in mud. Um, okay, well, I mean, I think it would be great to have a... I, I don't know if this is going to have anything to do with that inevitable movie, but... Wasn't it there already great. a Predators movie? Yes. A third Predator movie? Yeah, yeah there's the... Uh, uh, aliens, right? The um oh gosh the uh, the Robert Rodriguez produced Predators yeah with Adrian yeah. Brody yeah I think it's actually a pretty good movie I think Adrian that's maybe Brody unfairly... it was a real Brody yeah that was a good Brody quest kind of movie <laughs> so I, I feel I feel like the movie I mean the game that I would like to play is one where you have to you have to set traps for the predator in in kind of these open sandboxy wooded or sometimes city areas and uh, kind of like. Like Kagero's Deception, except way more just, interesting and more I was, fun. Decept- I sorry, I just had a I just had a yell of recognition. I haven't thought about Deception in years. That was well, a fun. Yeah, yeah, I but like it could have been way game. more fun if it were made like with less jankiness to it. But yeah, it was it was like a cool idea. And so if you did that, and then you had to slather yourself with mud and and wait for the for the predator to come through this path. Um, that would be. I think that would be actually kind of a fun game. Basically, make it like, like Kagero's Deception, sort of with some uh, some orcs must a, die in there, so that you know you kind of know where he's coming and and in I think general. Tecmo's Deception. It's called I mean, Kagero in Japan. Is oh, okay. there a 
is there a I'm sure this is this has come out in the world of Predator games, but I mean is maybe the best way about it to be to be kind of a stealthy Assassin's Creedy type game where you are the Predator and maybe the mud slathered characters are more difficult to see or they don't show up on the radar or something? Like maybe they're like the bosses are all covered in mud. I want the game to be about one bro and one predator in the jungle. And you play the game, and it's two-player deathmatch only. One, it's like an asymmetrical deathmatch. One player is the predator, and one player is the 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 marine or the hunter. Or the, you like the the bro has to choose what type of person they are. And there's so, different classes. Yeah, that would work. So it's, it's so, a whole game based on the end fight. In Metal Gear Solid Three is what you're saying. Yeah, except way better. Definitely not what because, I'm saying. Except way way better. But yeah, but it's it just still, it should still take place in a beautiful field of flowers, though. To you know, yeah. remind the audience how ridiculous war is. That's the boss. <laughs> That's the boss, the, not the end. Come on. The end is the one in the jungle. <laughs> He's the sniper. So, Come on, Jordan. I'm sorry, guys. So you also, gotta, Tim, yeah. that game is called Kagera Deception. I just looked it up in in America. Oh well, that's not true though. It's okay. You... <laughs> okay, it's printed right on the covers and all. I thought that. Well, no, is that Deception Two? Uh, I think also, Kagero Deception Two is called Kagero Deception Two. That doesn't make sense. Well, it's true. Unfortunately, facts. Yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> um, actually true, I, though. Okay, well, they probably doctored all of those covers that I found. Um, but uh, yeah, because... I, I totally agree with your, uh, with, your, with your game design here. I think that, that having an here asynchronous two-player thing uh, with that would be pretty awesome. Um, where Technos person... Deception, Invitation to Darkness. That, that was the first Deception game. It was called... Okay. I owned it, okay? I know what it was called. Not only did I own it, I owned it. Ooh. You know what I mean? With with yeah. the P? I owned it with a capital P. Whale. <laughs> yeah, it is number two that has Kagero. Okay. Ka- I think we have... I think it's we actually have... pronounced Kagero. Kagero. I, I know it's that, but uh, well... here we are in America, right? <laughs> right? Wait, did you ever live in Japan, Tim? Why do you why do you know that, that how that works? I lived in Japan for about nine and a half, ten years, I guess. Nine and a half years. Why have you never mentioned wow. this before? I've never heard about just, this. Because I'm just a loose cannon and I don't care. Okay. I think we have correctly established what a Predators game would be like. Let's move on to the next one. Sounds oh, it would have Adrian Brody in it, too. Sure. Yeah, Adrian Starring Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah, I think we could all agree that Adri- when you think Predator, the quintessential hero is Adrian Brody. Absolutely. Okay. Adri- Adrian Brody was ripped in that film. <laughs> he was super. That's all. No, I remember that was like the summer where Adrian Brody's just like, fuck it, I'm just fighting aliens from now on. Yeah. I'm going to be in everything. He'd already killed King Kong, so no, yeah. he might as well be a... He might as well kill a predator. Looking for bigger game. Uh, yeah, tougher game. Mo- speaking of games, let's move on to the next question. Okay, yeah. Adrian Brody versus Godzilla. Is that our next question? Uh, yes, that's our next question. What is the best Santa game? A Santa game is a video game where not only Santa is present, but it is predicated oh. on the premise that Santa is real. Mm. Interesting. Whoa, whoa. This um, is a hard I'm- question. Uh, yeah, I mean, was Santa in one of the Clay Fighter games? I feel like you might be right. Uh, of- possibly. I, I, I actually did um, a, a feature, which we can we can link if you'd like, uh, back in my one-up days, right. uh, called Santa Claus Conquers the Video Games, and it was uh, 20 games to start Santa, and they're all pretty bizarre. Um, um, and Santa was in uh, Clay Fighter 63 and a third, it, he, and he was super fat, and like he was naked and just had a hat, and, but but his big girth covered his junk. 
<laughs> oh, girth and junk. Yeah. Do you guys know about uh, Days Before Christmas? It's a 16-bit Sunsoft platformer. Oh, I remember yeah. that one. It was, it's a really weird one. Uh, it's just one of those crappy 16-bit games where you run around an environment and collect stuff and then go to an exit. Uh, but for some reason, when you collected, I love those. When you collected a specific power-up, I don't remember what it was, uh, Santa would turn into Satan. Like, I don't know if they yeah, just thought Santa it was... Satan. Yeah, I don't know if they just thought it was clever to switch the letters around. It's like Santa in, Satan. In, in Japanese, it's only like you switch the two letters and it's just Santa I mean, Satan. That's well, same with English. Also, you'll notice <laughs> that in English you can also do that. It's really easy to make Santa. Well, Santa's only three letters in Japanese, so it feels more. Uh, it feels more relevant. Okay. Okay. Santa. And this Satan. is. I mean, this is just. I, I mean, I. I had to. I had to. To Google to to remember this one, but Santa was in Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, true. TJ, TJ and E, as I call it. Yeah, True. yeah. I think that's. I mean, that's. I think that's pretty hard to beat. You know what he was in? He was in Secret of Mana. I remember because <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw him on Christmas Day in Secret of Mana. You know uh, that that's that's Peter, that Peter Peter Molyneux fella. Uh, you mean Molyneux? Molyneux. 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 When he's at uh, Bullfrog, uh, he 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 uh, works on a game called Psycho Santa for the Amiga. Mm. Oh yeah. And uh, it's about him flying in the sky. It's sort of a 2D, like, horizontal shooter where he's flying around uh, shooting down demons and, and, and stuff. It's pretty cool. And in that it's bad. And am I, am I misremembering that, that you maybe have to fight a crazy Santa in Dead Rising, or is that just something that I wish had happened? That's a mall Santa, and that is not predicated on the premise that Santa is real. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. There, Sorry. there you go. That's, I have to admit that's that the rub right there. The bulk of my Santa video game knowledge comes from that feature that Frank wrote on one yeah. app. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm flipping through right now. Because uh, uh, I, I think the winner is Secret of Mana. There we go. Because Secret of Mana is just a goddamn hot Santa in a game. Yeah, there, Santa. There, there, there is a, Santa. There is a trilogy has- on the on the ZX Spectrum called ZX. Crime of. No, it. ZX, come on. I call it ZX. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm fine. from America. Uh, it's, the, the trilogy is called Crime of the Santa Claus. <laughs> and uh, it's it's one of those sort of British adventure games, like a Dizzy game. Um, yeah. That's all I know about it, but it's got a cool name. And uh, that's sure. it. I'd vote for that. Yeah. ZX? Uh, ZX is cool. <laughs> Crime of the Santa Claus it is. What was that game called? ZX Adventures? Is that what it was? <laughs> yes, that was the one. That's it. ZX, ZX British McBritish team, British time it, for Well, British and of course people. we're we're all huge fans British. of elf bowling here, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I like elf bowling. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm actually big, I'm big I've on never that. heard of elf bowling before. Is that elf? true? Really? I know. Yeah, I've generally never heard of it. What is it? Oh, wow. Elf bowling is kind of a game that's famous for getting some of the lowest review scores of all time. Okay, hey, Jaffe, right. I can't hang up on this guy. I can. I think you have to do it. That was a joke. <laughs> That was a good joke, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. a pretty good joke, Tim. I, I can't hang up with this guy who doesn't know about elf bowling. Can you do it for me? <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> I don't know who this guy uh, is doesn't know elf bowling. What the heck? I cop to having purchased Eternal Champions. I feel like that, uh, or not having purchased it, but receiving it for Christmas and playing it for hours. I don't know. Is that, does, that, does that make up for it? Oh, I, yeah. I think, I think, you, I think that has some, it's got some redeeming factors, that, that Eternal Champions. Um, factors sort of. and factoids as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, also Elf Bowling had a uh, EB, as I call a, it, a cartoon spinoff. Even even though it was so terrible, they still they should have had a sequel called Elf Blowing. 
<laughs> they, uh, I think they optioned a, didn't they option a movie? Did they make the movie? I think they did they make, make the, the movie. movie. That's the cartoon yeah. I'm thinking of. I'd oh, watch okay. a movie about elves bowling. Why the heck not? I mean, come on. It seems yeah. like, yeah, it seems like th- that that was a thing for a time was like, before the game had even been made, all the rights to stuff had been sold. Like, um, yeah. Aren't they like still talking about making like a Kane and Lynch movie, even though no one cares about that game? Whoa! What yeah. really? Kane and Lynch. Yeah, I feel like every, kind of every once in a while on Kane and Lynch Two is one of the best video games ever made. Actually, yeah, come on. Have oh, you not, it? We're not even kidding here. Kane Are you not kidding? Is it's, it's no, like that game is freaking amazing. I okay, never like four dollars at GameStop. Go get it. Four bucks yeah. at GameStop. Treat if, yourself. If you have, have a Merry any Christmas. friends who play video games and don't own Kane and Lynch Two, buy that for them this Christmas. I won't. Wow. You can't tell what to do. Punches you in the face over and over again. Guys, I, I swear to God, my, my intent was not to come on and personally <laughs> insult all of you, but I know oh, actually it's 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 good. It, it makes for good radio. Oh, it sure does. Good radio. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe, yeah, maybe I'm just the Bill O'Reilly of video games, just making controversial <laughs> statements so people will talk about me. More like the Bill Blow Riley. Our next topic is who is the Bill O'Reilly of video games? I heard Bill that Adventure was the worst video game of all time. Sure. Please Bill Bo Riley. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what defines a good side quest? Um, okay. Good side quest. I think one thing is that you care about it. That's, like, number one for me. Because, like, in, in Deadly Premonition, I liked the story more than pretty much anything else about it. And um, mm-hmm. I liked yeah, the really characters. And then uh, and going through and finding out more about those characters was actually enjoyable to me. So the side it was, quests were... It was more rewarding than any in-game reward. You know what? Right. I think the game would be a lot cooler if it were called Predly Demonition. I like think you might be right about that. Predators and demons, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Predly um, Demonition. Oh. But then you take a game like... Uh, like Final Fantasy um, Crisis Core, that Final oh, Fantasy VII prequel game. Did, did you actually like play that? I played through half of it, even. Why, um, why would you even do that? Why would you choose that as like the one Final Fantasy game that you're going to base your Final Fantasy game opinions no, I, on? No, I've played other ones. I played, I played, I played six and seven and ten. Okay, I played some. Anyway, uh, but the point is, those side quests were terrible because they had three different kinds of side quests, but they made you do them... Uh, I think they had a hundred, almost, side quests that were just the same three things, and you didn't get anything but, like, a, uh, a little item or something for it. I kept wanting there to be story coming out of this and thing. And you know, fi- like, Final Fantasy VIII had some bad side quests. It was like, you go to this city and you just press the X button in a whole bunch of places until you find <laughs> whatever item that whatever guy is looking for, and then you bring it to him, and he's like, thanks a lot. I'm gonna, Here's ten screws and four pieces of iron ore, which you can now use to synthesize parts to upgrade your weapons. It's like, that's it. It's like, yeah. So it's just like filters on filters on filters all the way down. The the only half decent uh, side quest in Crisis Core was actually that kind of quest because there was like there was a kid that had like stolen something or something and you had to go find the guy and go around to various places and ask some NPCs and there was actually some story in it. It was still garbage, and but it was the best one that they had. Some end picks. Yeah. Uh, here's the best. I I think the best side quest uh, archetype template for a video game is collecting all the heart containers in The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Mm. That's the best. 
I mean, because they're just kind of hidden in places in the world, and you can poke around and find them, and yeah. maybe you'll enter a room and you'll see one, and it's like, how do I get up there? And then later you'll and what's good about those is that what's good about those is that there is nothing that could possibly make you feel guilty about not hunting them all down. Like when I was a kid, I would make up these elaborate stories about all these Zelda games I played where uh, each heart container represented, like, somebody who died there under weird circumstances. I, <laughs> I, feel, like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of kids did that. I think my, a friend of mine did stuff, something like that. Yeah, that, I didn't that, do that. That's so funny. Yeah, those, those, the older Zelda games, yeah, the story was so bare bones. It didn't have this big, you know, sweeping mythology and complicated continuity that, yeah, they just, they just kind of gave you this princess's kidnapped story, and you kind of filled in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going to well, say the best type of side quest, just on that note, is, um, is, is, is something that contributes to the overall whatever it is you're getting out of that game, whether it be the story or the mythology or, what, or you know, the items yeah. or whatever. But, um, but it, it's rewarding for only those who actually want to have more of whatever that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you want to have all of the upgrades. Yeah, or or all of the story, or you know, more more context, or whatever. Like the best side quests just give you more of what you want if you are really into the game. Okay, yeah. maybe the other best example of an archetypical side quest is Final Fantasy VI, getting all the characters in the the second world in the world oh, of Rome, yeah. because you don't need all of them. You can go straight to the final boss once you have the airship. Yeah, you got like, or you can travel the whole world looking mm-hmm. for all the other guys. Would you uh would you would you put uh Suikoden in there as well with finding the hundred and eight heroes or is that uh, a I, little too? Because that one it, that one's like over the top with how much. Yeah, you it, have tri- to do. it tries too hard, and you don't. And it's not like by the end of Final Fantasy VI, you're going to have fourteen dudes, and it's going to be you're going to be able to take twelve of them into the final dungeon, and you'll be able to fight the final boss with twelve of them. And it's like. If you want the full roster at the final boss, you you need all of them, and it's like each one of them is kind of an essential part of the game. Like getting some of the characters is is a whole quest that gives you like three or four hours of gameplay related to just getting this guy. Like getting Locke in your party in the world of Ruin requires you to go through this crazy two hour long dungeon. It takes two, three, four hours first time you play it, and it's like you don't have to get him, but you formed an emotional connection with him during the first half of the game. He was the guy you started the game as, and it's, he's the hardest guy to get uh, at the end of the game. Oh, my, I like that. My contribution for for obsessing over side quests, uh, the Genesis game Game Ground. Mm-hmm. Game Ground. I like yeah, that one. The uh, It's this kind of top-down game, and just the mission is to get to the end, but you can choose to kind of go this other path and save a character and if you save them, you get to play as them, and their powers are kind of slightly different. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it definitely, like, I like that there was, like, risk and decision-making involved. Like, um, you know, it, it's like, it was, do I pick the path of least resistance? You know, it kind of presented you with a, with a you know, kind of bigger question. I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. And sometimes a guy would be able to shoot fireballs, which is super cool. Oh! How, how many questions was that so far? So far, that's been six questions. Oh, man. We're burning right through this darn thing. We sure are. 
According to pornography aggregator Rule 34... I love street, porn. <laughs> street Fighter's Chun no, Lee is sexualized more often than any other fictional character. Oh, that's incredible. Whoa. What is the meaning of this? Well, I'm, I just thought about Chun Lee the way, you know, I, I, I'm, I unfortunately have to. And I'm just like, man, her thighs are really big, and it would be a very interesting friction. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I'll, if I were if I were to do it my 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 favorite way, which I'm not going to describe it, please. it would just it would be really weird because like, I imagine you like a thigh job. No, no, no. It's it's different. I'm talking about straight up intercourse. I'm thinking it would be. I would. Oh God. I don't know. Those yeah. thighs are really big. Me, I, I don't me, understand that. Let me present this as as a maybe. Um, She's she's appealing to sexualize because she's pretty modest as far as video game ladies go. Like the outfit leaves a lot to the imagination, you know. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, maybe you know like um Ivy from from Soul Calibur. Yeah, you can pretty much you can pretty much see it all anyways, but Chun-Li yeah, kind of has this yourself. air of modesty. Oh yeah, yeah. Ivy seems like a real handful too. Like she would definitely show up at 3 a.m. Quite literally. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Ivy totally, totally uh, always has your Facebook open at work and will ask you about every girl Ivy? commented on your wall. Ivy, Ivy so also I, has I, breasts longer than her thighs. That's kind true. of really scary to me. I think, uh, I think I'm going to agree with that and also modify it with um, the fighting game community being very, very ready to sexualize ladies. In a in a serious way, um, as has been demonstrated time and time again, that they are very. Uh, that it's a very male oriented, bro oriented group, um, and so it doesn't surprise me that a lady from a fighting game car- from a fighting game would be the most sexualized because they, first of all, they 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 build these strong relationships with these characters because they have to play as them. They have to learn everything about how they how they work, so they actually like. They've they've essentially they know everything that she can do in the game, so it, so uh, they can the spinning bird kick, for example. You'd yes. probably want to get a try at that, right? That's right. You probably want to get you probably want to figure something out there. You know, who I'm gonna I would... I'm, gonna, I'm gonna simplify this answer a lot, which is that um, on the Super Nintendo version of the game, uh, oh yeah, there you go, jumped up and flipped over, and he paused at just the right time. You could see your panties. Oh yeah, tantalizing. Was that a Super Nintendo only feature? Tantalizing. <laughs> the pause one button the, was at the time. Yeah, so you couldn't pause the arcade game. It was a really, a really um, tasty thing to do. And and, and I think that uh, a lot of people. I mean, you know, a lot of sexuality develops at at around you know that young. A lot of people grew age. up. A lot of people grew up pool cue chalk into that screen grab. That's <laughs> right. right. Not, I mean, not not stroking, just chalking, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just just squeaking on the tip, right? I mean, that's not weird to admit that. Um, you know yeah, what what I if your mom the came sexiest, in? Sexiest Street Fighter girl. You know, it's, I was gonna hey. say it's funny that it's funny that Chun Li is sexualized so much. Oh, sorry, did you have another? Oh, keep going, keep going. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I can save this for later. Oh, I was gonna keep say. Going. It's, it's funny that that you know in the latest edition they added Crimson Viper, who is a very like overtly sexual character. You know, Chun-Li- I don't like her hair. <laughs> okay, I don't like it. Fine. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's funny that Chun Li still like she didn't usurp Chun Li as the most sexualized. Like yeah. guys are still like, no, no, we're fine. Like we have our. <laughs> now I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what. I would, I would hug Crimson Viper. I would hug Chun Li. But I would really want to hug. I would go out of my way to hug Makoto. I oh. pronounce her name. Oh. I think, no, for, I think for, Makoto is definitely the hottest lady in uh, probably all of video games. No uh, way. For, for me, it's, uh, it's, it's Elena in Street Fighter 3. I would take oh, her home. Oh, she's hot, too. House. I would hug her, too. Guys, do you want to hear, her re- do you, do you hear the rest of the top five? Oh, of course. Let's hear it. Just yeah. break yeah. it off, man. Break uh, it off. Number two is the character Rice from Seiken Densetsu 3. Which oh, I know her. Okay. Uh, number three is predictably Tifa. Uh, yeah. From nice. Seven. Four is Lara Croft. Which nice. is, you know, kind of sure. a standby. So we and got American five, War, finally. And number five is Kim Possible. So Kim oh, the no. top four are all where's, where's video Dora game characters. Isn't, and isn't, number five is a Disney cartoon. Where's, where's she Dora like the Explorer? Yeah. Where's Hannah Montana? And where's, uh, wait, Dora the Explorer, where's she on the list? Where's That So Raven Dora on the Dora the Explorer. No, I don't, don't, don't want to know. Tell me where, uh, where Makoto is, too. Makoto's not on the list. She's got to be on the list. That, they're not going to have a list a hundred long. Uh, actually, she, it's oh. several thousand long. Why are you dissing oh, Makoto, Brandon? Why are you dissing her? Yeah, You don't uh, want to hug her? Nah. I'd hug her for like an hour. She I'd, animates I'd, too slowly. Yeah. I'd, I'd, <laughs> hug, I'd hug her for like an hour and a half. Uh, Brandon, Makoto is, Brandon just doesn't like parry moves. That's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I'd Makoto, hug her for like three, four hours probably. I'd, I'd probably hug her for like couple of days. Makoto is featured in 50 unique pornographic images, whereas Dora the Explorer is featured in 128. Oh my god, that is the worst. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't like this discussion. Dora. By the, I'm just going to go on record saying I do not like this discussion that we're having. How can there be more <laughs> people who want to... How can there be more people who want to get with uh, Dora the Explorer's stuff than want to get with Makoto's stuff? I don't get no, it. Because it's pornography, and people want to have a fantasy. They'd, Makoto yeah. is like a girl. That's yeah. Jeffy, I'm going a to, human Jeffy, girl. I'm going to need a link to the Makoto page for research purposes. <laughs> Great. And Pass Dora it, the Explorer is like, Pass it's it to like me that via scream. Confidential Facebook messages. Okay. Here, here we go, guys. You are, a mid, you are a mid-90s character designer tasked yeah. with creating a mascot to compete with Mario and Sonic the Hedgehog. What do you make? Duke Nukem. <laughs> uh, Brandon and I did on. this once as an exercise, and it was, uh, it was a hippo and a tutu, I believe. Oh, oh yeah, it was. Fantasia yeah. style. Um, that, that you would, uh, you would bounce on enemies with your, with, with your pot belly and then spin around in the air. Yeah. Oh, I'd play that. And I yeah. think possibly you could glide down with a parasol. Yeah, there was a parasol involved, certainly. Yeah. It was and, a very uh, tiny, though. Very tiny parasol. That's our character. That's it. This is the best TurboGrafx game ever. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about a caveman who could jump in the air and by doing this with his head? Shut up. Just doing up. this with his head, he can glide. Shut up. Because that makes perfect sense, doesn't Shut it, up. Brandon? Shut up. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? I like that game. I'm, okay, uh, who, who, I'm, I'm sensing, I'm, I'm sensing uh, not being a regular listener to the podcast, I'm sensing there's some sort of ongoing discussion about Bonk and his uh, validity. Yeah, uh, basically, it's, it's, it's just that I like Bonk better than Mario. Basically, for his entire childhood, Brandon sat in his room with the door closed and the lights <laughs> off, crying, why can't there be a game called Bonk yet? And then, and then the later there was. <laughs> and then he was okay after that. Um, he, he made friends and everything. Brandon, and he thinks it's better than Mario. 
Yes, sir. Brandon, where do you stand on Air Zonk? I like Air Zonk. It's got really good music. Okay, first of all, first Lots of all, of it's called PC Dengen, okay? <laughs> Wait, have you been to Japan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have I been to Japan? No, no, that that was that was a that was a question for yeah, Tim. That, that's uh, our other joke. That Jaffe, Jaffe, I will need a link. I will need a link to all of the PC Dungeon images sent <laughs> to my inbox via a confidential yeah, can, message. Can you send me the P, the PC, PC Genjin uh, porn links? Are, are there any PC Dungeon X Makoto links? <laughs> any any Arizonk? <laughs> <laughs> Arizona and Makoto. Is there any, is there any pornography Mac- search engine, guys? Is, so is there, any, is there any Makoto, Sakura, and uh, Arizona? <laughs> I want to kind of see that, actually. I'm surprised Sakura was not in the top five. Wait, no, we have to design our character. Let me posit this. Uh, I guess when I think mid-90s and, you know, outrageous characters, kind of a weird outlier is the surprisingly good corporate mascot game. Uh, we're talking... Uh, the a cool seven- spot. Cool spot, particularly. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, is there is there a corporate mascot that never got a game that should have? Like, Mr. Hmm. Cheetah seems like maybe a good... He's got a good... He's, he's got, got several game. games. Oh, sure. oh, I'd chill with the Cheetah. Okay. Yeah. I'd chill with them. The Noid. Uh, what about what about uh, Little Caesars? Didn't have any. That's true. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, I, w- I would totally hang with the Little Caesars. Yeah, little, little Noid Caesars. was on there. Hopefully, yeah, uh, Noid was on there. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Maybe the Little Caesars could have been maybe a little precursor to God of War, kind of a super violent. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? You have, pizza you have to assassinate the, you you have to assassinate the rest of the pizza Senate. <laughs> yes. You know what? I would have killed someone's pet dog for. Was a god darn Tony the Tiger video game? Okay, there oh, yeah, was one. Gay. There was one. It was a, uh, I believe, DOS or Amiga game, and it was called Tony and Friends in Kellogg's Land. I believe. Get out of town! Oh, yeah. I'm serious. Get out of town! Uh, I showed I showed Brandon a video. He, he okay, did. Okay, okay, okay. Revision, revision. You know what I would have killed somebody's pet dog for? A Captain Crunch video game. Uh, no. there, I believe there was okay. one of those as well. God, Frank, you are blowing our minds here. <laughs> what Stop, about Count Chocula? Get, get your blow dryer off my brain. <laughs> what about what about uh, Count Chocula? I would just I would play Castlevania that. and just slightly alter the dialogue. Man, I think I, I think, I think Castlevania Chocula. is about as well written a horror story as Count Ch- as the back of a Count Chocula. Box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I might you be wrong about. I, you know, I think I'm wrong about Captain Crunch, and now I want one where you're taking on the saga. Yeah. And, and he, you know his name is Captain Horatio Crunch? I didn't know that. I his first that. name is Horatio. Horatio Magellan sucks. Crunch is his full name. Okay, if I were making a 90s mascot game, the main character would be like a Japanese teenage girl in a judo outfit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's here's something. With like, a pogo stick. There wasn't, there wasn't a good game starring a cat as a mascot, really. Yeah. It's true, and and I feel uh, like Socks a Cat Rocks a Hill would have done it. I think it. maybe Bubsy is my bonk. Yeah. Oh, Bubsy! <laughs> what, you really nice. like Bubsy? I had a, I had a Bubsy T-shirt that was just an exclamation point, and the dot was a ball of yarn. Sure. Wow! Nice. Uh, I know that one. Yeah, solid T-shirt. Uh, okay, wait, so, so you, you actually like Bubsy, like genuinely? I remember liking Bubsy. Yeah, I liked how you, when you jumped on the guy instead of just you know disintegrating. You, you, you freaking flew way up in the air in that game. Yeah, you got a little right. mile if you want. I once uh, tell me, tell I once talked to the lead designer of Bubsy. If you guys want to know how it was designed, yeah, I do. Yeah. I very much do. This is this is the design process as it was described to me. 
Uh, he he stopped going to the office for two weeks and played Sonic the Hedgehog over and over. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's actually right. real good. So um, if I were Jordan, making a I have a question. Mascot game. What? Oh. Yeah, the, the, it's a, it, sorry. It's about oh. Bubsy. I played Bubsy 3D on the Jaguar. Did I do Bubsy a disservice, or was that? Yes. Acceptable? You know, I got. I'm sorry. You have to repeat the question. I uh, my thing paused on me for a second. Oh, it's it's okay. Um, uh, Bubsy 3D. I played that on the Jaguar. Did I do the Bubsy series a disservice by having that be my only Bubsy? You yes. Know- you need to play Bubsy one on the Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I I'm, I talk about Bubsy like um like you know TV assholes talk about the wire. It's like <laughs> oh, you got to got to watch it from the beginning. So, I mean, yeah, I think you probably are missing a pretty key piece of the Bubsy story. All right. Yeah. There's a lot of Um I want I, I, I want to use one up. up. I want to one up for Tim. Yeah, yeah let's one up it. I, 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 I would really like a platform game where you play a girl, like a girl with a, a tennis racket, and the enemies are shooting projectiles at you, and you can hit them back, and then when you hit the, ten, the tennis ball, it would be like a Treasure Gunstar Heroes-style game where right just as your racket hits the, the projectile, you can tweak in a direction and press the button again to like bend its angle so you're knocking people out of the air the way you pick up and throw bombs in Gunstar Heroes. Hey, I, I, always got wanted, news, I, got, I got good news for you. I got what? good news for you. I think there's somebody working on that game right now. Oh, well, there could be, but uh, not not in this exact format. But, like, literally in the 90s, I had this great idea because I played Gunstar Heroes in 93, and I just loved the way it felt to jump up and grab a bomb and throw it so much that I asked Masato Maegawa how many milliseconds that was, and he knew exactly how many milliseconds it was. That guy is a real smart guy. Of course he knew. He's He's awesome. We put that's how many milliseconds it pauses in tennis when you when you bend the ball because I, I used that same number, which I'm not going to reveal. Because well, it took, but uh, but you, know, that, you, can't, that, you can't play the game with a stopwatch. It won't work. That, that game yeah, wasn't going to make money. That wasn't going to be a money making game. I don't think. I mean, we, we were talking about designing a mascot for for. No, no, no. no my game would have made this game would have made money. It would have been a fantastic platform game with a Super Mario Brothers level of momentum and physics and it would have just felt great and it would have been you would have had this attack where you're knocking projectiles back and you what about really, uh, what about my, umihara kawase umihara kawase is uh is ropey it's 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 it is not, i know it, it doesn't feel really good it's a great it's a really really incredibly holistically well-designed sort of game experience but it's, and it's just, got a schoolgirl, and it's got a schoolgirl, but it doesn't have that feeling to it that a Sonic or a Mario does. It doesn't. Yeah. No, I know have, it doesn't. It's, it, it hasn't doesn't. been feel mastered. Is the word that I used. It hasn't been feel mastered. Here's my, my here's here's my pitch on what should go into our mascot. Okay. I think that I think that that genre got stale because everything needed to have an attitude. I think it's that in your face '90s Dorito. Yeah, bro. Attitude that people got tired of. I love Doritos. Yeah, they got tired of it, and now we just have Doritos and Mountain Dew in all of our Halo. Master Chief, <laughs> no. Master Chief is a heck of a million-dollar mascot. So yeah. I think that uh, maybe our mascot can just be, you know, kind of chill, and he can see both sides of every argument. That he would be my books. tennis girl. Yeah, he likes books. Yeah, and he's like, what are we He's wearing a scarf, tonight? right? He's wearing a really nice scarf, and he's carrying yeah. books around. It's like, and you know got, what? Let's solve this like math problem. Belt, like, like uh, on on old movies, you see books with like a belt around them. Yeah, totally. He he can kind of extend it like like in Star Tropics uh, with the yo-yo. John John Pickford points out in our chat that uh, that Shigeru Miyamoto allegedly said the third best video game mascot game ever after Super Mario and Sonic was Plock. Yeah, he would really. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So John, Pickford, 
I think the super chill mascot should plot. be fighting other guys on skateboards, and they should always fall off. And then he'll say, "See, I told you those were dangerous." Yeah. <laughs> the answer is Plock. The end. That's it. That's our. That's our answer. There Plock we go. Is our '90s mascot. Right? Let's move on to our next topic. What I'm is ready. the What is the Grateful Dead of video games? Oh, oh God. so it's so it's something really the bad Persona that people ac- that, <laughs> really bad that people actually uh, pretend to like when they're high. <laughs> so, what is that? It's going to well, be not, really not disjointed. Like they, they okay. like have to, it has to be the equivalent of following it around the country too. It has right. to yeah, so it's but but like the, the game the game is disjointed, um, and it goes on forever. <laughs> so it's Final Fantasy. It sounds like wow. I guess it's Final Fantasy. Sa- people. People who play World of Warcraft look just like people at Grateful Dead concerts. <laughs> you know what? They seriously, yeah, that's they not seriously a bad do. Actually, World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft yeah. Most most MMOs, but World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft has that that lower. Oh God, I'm going to sound like a jerk. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Has that lower middle class uh, uh, trash aesthetic to it, like the way the the, the fantasy trash, like like too trashy even for a fantasy novel cover. Like look to the game that that Grateful Dead had that that too trashy even for country music sound, you know. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Were a, if there were a Twilight video game, it would probably be that. But World of Warcraft is is, <laughs> is pretty good. I almost feel like something grindier though should be like even grindier than that. But I don't know if there's anything grindier that's yeah. actually super popular. You know, and I like I like this series, but I guess when I think about Grateful Dead, I think of, like, indulgence, like artistic indulgence. Like, no one told these guys no. Sure. No one told these guys 15 minutes is too long for a song. You know, so I don't know, Metal Gear? Like, that's just hmm. a guy. That's not a bad idea either. That's no. a guy who has... Metal Gear is pretty Grateful Deadly. Yeah. That's <laughs> Grateful a guy Deadly. I, I think that's a pretty. That's a. It's not a bad. It's definitely like. It's Metal Gear definitely thing. has that. Uh, that too trashy to be an actual Tom Clancy movie plot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of got that one man circle jerk feel where he's just he's just going in a circle, uh, hopping up and down. Boy, that guy's got a whole lot of uh, three hour solos. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a whole lot of them. Yeah, Metal in, Gear this Solid case, 4. in this case, the solos are cutscenes. Yeah. A Jerry really, really solo long is like a Hideo Kojima cutscene. Yeah. Uh, maybe now, the Grateful Dead Gar- of video games is a game dad's like. <laughs> no. A game I, that people I, I who are. So. I feel so like a lot of people who like Metal Gear yourself. are. <laughs> yes. Sub- the thing <laughs> is, the thing is, there's going to be a Metal Gear Solid 5. They, they basically announced it. Yeah. Uh, the, the series is going to keep going. Kojima, despite saying he wants to do other stuff, is going to be making those games until he dies because he's just uh, an idiot with no self-restraint. You know, no offense to the guy, but he's an idiot, right? Sure. I mean, it's okay. We all are. But uh, it's like, like he's just going to be making those games until the day he dies, just like Jerry Garcia with his guitar solos. And Jerry Garcia, one thing I can say is he had that that Travis Bean guitar, you know, he got really, really good tone, really good sound out of that guitar. Just as Kojima gets good production values in his games, you know, there's another. Yeah. And he's got this group of dudes who just kind of do the job, you know, they just do the work, and they're just all there, and they get people showing up and just kind of camping out for this this trash. And yeah. also, I would I bet, say that I bet a Grateful Dead song makes sense, makes more sense if you're high and a 
Hideo Kojima rant about the nature of the military-industrial complex probably also makes more sense. If you're I'm not going to say more sense, but is more profound. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're I, like, I, I, oh man, he's totally right. It is oh not insufferable. Yeah. And I think I really enjoyed the, the, the ones that I played because I tended to play them in like all night sessions. So mm-hmm. at like, oh, yeah. at like a similar state, yeah. Yeah, so at 4 a.m., uh, mm-hmm. Metal Gear's plot is like really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we did it. I think Metal Gear. Yeah. I feel like in these the blank video games question, we pick on Kojima way too much. Well, I think uh, <laughs> it's, it's it, well, you know, Metal Gear Solid 4 literally has a little bit of everything in it. Kind right. of, kind of to a sickening degree. A, a little bit of everything to make fun of. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You, know, you know what, Jaffe? I think Kojima's going to be all right. He's going to be, gonna be okay. right. <laughs> I think he's going to be okay, with, with, even with us making a little bit of fun at him. Yeah, he'll have a job for a yes. while. Yeah. Perhaps it is Kojima who will have the last laugh. Nope. I don't think he laughs. I don't, I don't think he's ever laughed. He might have the last cry. Hey, guys! What? A Christmas miracle occurs, and Clover Studios reunites to create an extra holiday-themed level of God Hand. What oh, is that's it good. like? What is it like? It's, it's probably just uh, all the fat guys are Santa Claus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and they've got the Power Rangers, but they're all elves, and you're just on the North Pole, and they're just endlessly breaking you in half, and they're just like surf rock, jingle bell rock sort of And the, p- the power-ups are all presents. Okay. Oh, oh exactly. yeah, I guess I never played that game, but yeah, isn't a big part of it kicking midgets? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of midget kicking in it. Just the midgets are really tough to kick. Middle. Yeah, you got to kick everybody, but you got to kick a lot of people. Yeah. And then the demons, the demons could be like, uh, they could be. What could the demons be? I tell what you, what would Easter be funny. Bunnies. The demons could be evil <laughs> Easter bunnies. Is that a, you... a is that a suit of fifty one game? No, sir. No, it's a Clover Studio Shinji Mikami directed. Video yeah. game, and it's the best action um, game. I think a thing that would be fun to do in that game is uh, is if a bunch a bunch of Santas are coming down in the chimneys of these houses, and you've got to kick them back up. It's kick kind of like up. the Kane and Lynch two of beat 'em up, Storm. <laughs> you, get, you get you get into a, a house that yeah that has like four fireplaces. Yeah, and, and you got to keep kicking high. Santas up. You got to kick Santas into the fireplaces, yeah. so that they burn. I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe yeah. there's one fireplace that the Santas are coming down, and then one of them is lit up, and you have to kick them into the one that's lit up. Well, rip. so he, he kicks a lot. Does he Does he have a god foot as well? I've, I've not played this No, game but his kick it. is really powerful. The god hand yeah. attack is the most powerful. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it is not to be messed with. It's a specific thing that happens in the game rather than describing that his hands are that way. It's like the, yeah. it's more like the name of a, of a technique than it is... Uh, it's it's like the Buddhist palm technique. Right. So when that game came out, um, I was working in an office with Brandon and uh, with uh, Jane Pinkard, and yeah. I got God Hand in the yeah Jane P. And I got God Hand in the mail, like as a review copy or something. And she's like, "Oh, can I borrow that?" And I hadn't really planned on playing it just then, so I was like, "Sure." And uh, she never gave it back. And that was your it. mistake. You lost yeah. it. The role so, not taken, my friend. This is really Maybe all a different James, person. Yeah, James Pinker is responsible for who I am today. Frank, guess I'll roll Frank. over and uh, lend it to you. Okay. Guess what, guess what Frank? It's nine ninety nine on the PlayStation Store for your PS3. Oh, well, that's tempting. And, and if you buy that, that money goes directly to Capcom, who's no longer affiliated with Clover Studio. because Sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can just I love giving money to Capcom. So give $10 straight to the dudes who screwed Clover Studio out of 
their their home. Yeah, these are the guys who made Okami and Beautiful Joe. Yeah, Okami, yeah, Okami sucked, and Beautiful Joe wasn't very good. That's the way I feel about those, also. Yeah, I, I think you know, Beautiful Joe's just like what? I mean, God Hand is a piece of trash, but it's it just has it's God a good piece of trash. Fantastically think, satisfying combat. Yeah, I think Beautiful Joe is a great example of that Japanese sense of humor that we were talking about. Like, it's just like. How crazy can a thing be? Isn't it right. funny how something crazy is happening? I, I've met all those guys, and they sit there with stone faces and just plugging things into spreadsheets. You know, uh, dear sir, I'm pretty sure that people think midgets are funny. Uh, as, as evidence, I post these three YouTube links. <laughs> yes. And then it's like, like, just like this. And then, you know, light a cigarette, you know, get a cigarette and go outside and smoke it, like in the rain, like this. <laughs> And then go back in and continue making beautiful Joe. It's it's kind of incredible. I, I agree. I've, I've I've witnessed it in in person. Where in Japan? Yeah, in in JP. I'm gonna make the joke three times this time. Okay. Witnessed it in JP. Good. Yeah. In the, the dot JP. The dot JP is how you so call it. Did uh did we answer the question? I think like we did. Kicking Santa Clauses into fireplaces, yes. kicking elves, uh, opening presents. Did. Uh, do you guys want to move right into the lightning round? Let's yeah, light it. I'm ready yeah, for some it. god darn lightning. So, light Frank, you'll be helping me judge the lightning round this week. So okay. it will be between Brandon, Jordan, and Tim. Okay. So on the Jordan Jesse Go Live show, uh, you and Jesse play a game with the audience where you see who can mispronounce a word the funniest <laughs> way. Yes. This also happens to be where about 90% of our comedy comes from. Tonight. <laughs> I thought that... We might do that today, but with video games. Great. I'll tell you who's going first before each word, and then I will play a sound effect like, I don't know, uh... That's good. That right That's there. That's a good sound. That's a tasty and, one. And uh, when uh, it that, ends... That's racist. Did you just pick that because you have an Asian guy on today? I, I, because I picked that because I have a Chun-Li fetish. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, when it ends, that person has to that person has to give the mispronunciation, and then everyone else can try. Do we only get one try? Only one Jeffy, shot? I just wanted to say before this, uh, I still don't have that link to the Makotos. I'll give it to you after the show, Tim. Your camera is on. I don't want anyone at home to see what you do with it. Well, he's got it. Uh, but yeah, do we get one? That sound that he makes actually the sound that happens if you finger Makoto. Wow. <laughs> sure. Whoa. We don't need to see any live ski pulling. I do need to know how many shots we get at this. Do we just say one? We just you, think for you a second all get to say one. one shot per one shot. title. Gotcha. Let's start it up, baby. Let's, Let's start, start it up. Off. Brandon, you're going we'll first. With you're going first with this first one. Our first title is Um Jammer Lammy. Um Jammer Lammy. <laughs> Brent, uh, Jordan. Um Jammer Lammy. Tim. I think I'm Jammer Lammy is just pretty funny by itself. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, think you, I, don't, I don't think anybody involved in making that game had any idea what the title meant. So. Uh, Frank, I, I want to give it to Brandon. What do you think? Uh, I was going Jordan. Um, okay, let's defer to the guest. Jordan gets a point. Okay. Oh, Brandon's was funnier. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jordan. Oh, okay. You can't argue against yourself. I thought you were deferring to me for the tie-breaking vote, but yes, thank okay. you for the point. The TBV. Okay. Our next... Uh, now, Jordan, you're going first on this next one. This is Sega Gaga. Saga Giga. Tim. I'm not really sure I understand this game because I think that's just kind of a funny word by itself as well. <laughs> Brandon. Sega Gaga. Sega Ag Ag Ah. 
Oh, Frank, what do you think? That's uh, actually that's good. definitely definitely Brandon on that. Oh yeah, I'm getting Brandon on that. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> actually a tasty one. Yeah, I think I think I get this now. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, Tim, you're going to start with this next one. It, right, this title is Infinite Undiscovery. Oh, man, Infinite Undiscovery. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. There you go. I win. I win that one. That's we're done. Brandon, Brandon, I'm, fine, I'm, I'm fine, Eddie. I'm fine, Eddie. Okay. <laughs> and Jordan. Infinite in discovery. I gotta give it to Tim. Infinite in discovery. He did get to say his about five times. <laughs> yes, you know, that's what made it great. Okay. Yeah, all right. Now, Brandon, you're going first with this next one. This is Deus Ex. Oh, man. (laughs) Deus Ex. Jordan. Deus Dex. (laughs) Tim. The Japanese title for it is Jusexu. So there you go. I win. (laughs) Frank, what do you think? It, the Japanese title is Jew Sex. I mean, it's, come on. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm a little offended. That's um, what it is, though. That's what it is. Well, I, 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 I appreciate that. I appreciate that, but uh, I'm not, I can't give you creativity points for that. Right. That's uh, just so I'm going gonna, gonna to go to Brandon on that one. Brandon I is. don't think Brandon's was good at all, so I'm just letting you guys know. That's Look at these. Jordan, Dial you- these numbers. One and one. Dial these <laughs> NUPRs. Jordan, you start on this next one. This is Katamari Damashi. Well, you already had a pretty funny mispronunciation right there. Yeah. Katamari <laughs> Tashi Good Friend Cereal. <laughs> Tim. I'm sorry, you're disqualified, Tim. You I, had funny. I was going to just do the, uh, the Infinite Discovery thing. I was going to go Katamari Damashi. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Tim. You took too long. You're disqualified. Brandon. No, I, was, I, I don't think it's disqualified. That was pretty all right. Uh, Katamari Damakai. Uh, I'm, I'm giving Damakai. it to Kashi Good Friends. Yeah, Damakai. Kashi Good Friends. There Kashi we go. Friends. My we favorite serial name. Katamari. All right, what's the next one? Tim, you're starting this next one. Psychonauts. Oh, man. Psychonauts. Brandon. That was exactly what I was going to do. Yes! Besides your mouth! Are you just going to be Dana Carvey's character from Master of Disguise this whole time? I don't don't even understand how that reference works. I've never seen that movie. No, I'm never going to see that in my life, I hope. I've never seen that movie, so I'm straight up okay. Who's next? Brandon. Jordan, what, what's your Psychonauts mispronunciation? A sicko's nuts. Sicko. Yeah, I think so. That's our winner. No, what, really? No, oh, that's cool. No. I didn't even get to go. That's fine. Yeah, you buy one friend. Hey, who cares? Fine, Brandon. What's your Brandon? What no, is it? I didn't even want to go now. Fair enough. Because you, you were just going to do the one that I did. Let's give it to Brandon. Oh, let's, was... give, let's give the point to Brandon out of spite. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's give it to Brandon. Spite points, our best points. I'm worried that this bullshit contest isn't fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not. That is a fair a fair concern. You know what else isn't fair is god darn life. We, we got about we got five more to get through. All right, so. let's do it. Wow, do it. Okay, Brandon. Five more, them, by the way. Brandon, don't fast. Minecraft. Uh, I guess fucking 
Minecraft. It's not Minicraft. very funny. That's. I mean, whatever. Minecraft. Jordan. Minecraft. Tim. Minecraft. <laughs> Get it? Like, like my, Minecraft. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's Frank, like, what do you like, think? Uh, I didn't like, like any of those. Yeah, <laughs> no, no points for anybody. It's, it's like, like it's like mine. Okay, it's like mine. Every camp, single, every Minecraft. single person loses a point. I was okay. gonna say uh, Miniocraft. There we go. Miniocraft. Yeah, you get that one. Okay. okay. Yeah, give that one is for Frank. Frank, who isn't playing. Okay, right. next in Castlevania. Next. This one's for Jordan. Here we go. Poisylvania. Tim. Transylvania. Brent. <laughs> Castlevania. 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 <laughs> I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Jordan on that one. Okay, Jordan, it is. Oh man, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. That Transylvania game. My yeah. mom actually called it that. Christmas 1988. That's like a classic mom goof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tim, Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. Dead Red. Dead Dead Red Redemption. <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> I was actually going to do something similar to that, unfortunately, because that's not even very good. Uh, dread. Cowboy game. Cowboy dread, game. dread, 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 redemption. Uh, Jordan. I'm going to say bread, Fred, remission. <laughs> Jordan. What do you think, Frank? Jordan. Jordan, it is. Uh, man, what? I don't know. Frank, we pretty much always pronounced it cowboy game. I know. <laughs> Did you know that? Cowboy, what? cowboy game, too, is what you should have said. Did oh, you yeah. know that while Brokeback Mountain was in production, the actual pre-production name was Gay Cowboy Movie? That is true. That is true. That is actually true. All right, then. Brandon, you start on this next one. Dissidia Duodecim. Oh, God, I can't even say that. Uh, Dissidia Sid Sincesim. Jordan. Dissidia Duo Denisessa. Mike, what do you think? I'm, I like Tim's on that one. Yeah, I like Tim's too. Yeah, he has a conviction. Tim, Tim, that's your first point. Duo, duo Denisessa. I, I like Tim's because it, it, it's, it sounded like um, like a, a learn a foreign language yeah. uh, course, and they were they're actually pronouncing it to help you learn it. Yeah. Now, this is, this is our last one. Um, How many marbles is this for? That's what I want to know. Oh, this is... Okay, okay, fine. I, I was going to say it was for one marble, but Tim just raised the stakes up. How much How much of the enchilada will we be getting? <laughs> yes. I want, what portion of the enchilada? Yeah. I would is, say is it a cheese enchilada? I would say it, you're, it will be enough of the enchilada that you'd be comfortable leaving the rest behind without requesting a document. Okay, but, but is, how, it a, is it a kosher enchilada? I don't Please care. I'm not playing. Tell me about well, I, the percentage of the shebang that I can get. <laughs> the whole one. Yes, we've been over that part already. Okay, okay, okay. It's the kit and the caboodle. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I don't want both. I just want the caboodle. Jordan, I'm not hungry enough. Jordan, you're starting on this, so yep. this is the real serious business. Your right, name is Herzog Zvi. Zerzog Pie. Tim. Hmm. Heard a dog Z-Way. <laughs> Friend. Uh, German Gang 2. <laughs> Heard a dog Z-Way. That's it. I win. I'm giving up to Tim. <laughs> a good one. 
But who wins? Who wins? Heard a dog. That's me. That's me. I win. <laughs> that, that would be Tim. Tim is our winner. Congratulations. Uh, heard a dog. Z way, baby. <laughs> This has been another rousing episode of the Instant uh, Credit Podcast. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for joining us too, uh, Jordan. Uh, if people want to see more of you, they could check out Game Shop at uh, youtube.com slash start. Am I correct on this? That is absolutely correct. Games uh, Hop? Is that what that is? Games Hop? Yeah. What, what more can you tell us about Games Hop? Um, well, it's a uh, it's a website about it's a website about video games uh, set at a 1950s teen dance. Okay. Nice. So you know, there's a lot of malt sharing. <laughs> oh sure. And uh, a knife fight breaks out. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just kind of a uh, it's kind of a um, it's a web sitcom that, about guys who work in a game GameStop like store. Um, maybe. Uh, akin to a league or a Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and oh. yeah, new episodes every. I, mean, I hate that. I show. enjoy one of those two shows. I actually, <laughs> I actually want to listen. I want to listen to Games Hop. If you could do an episode yeah. that was Games Hop, I would listen to that. With Great. The nineteen fifties uh, dance and such. Yeah. Now, yeah. first of all, on- I've been to I've been to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and it was totally raining the time I was there. So okay. I. Can't really no. trust. <laughs> the Jordan project I'm really excited about is Freelance Beatdown. What can you tell us is going on with that? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, actually, I think as uh, as of the uh, release of this podcast, it should be it should be online, ready to watch. Uh, I wrote a TV pilot. It's called Freelance Beatdown, and uh, we did a kind of a staged reading of it, and then um, excuse me, Chris Hastings, who draws uh, Doctor McNinja. Get some little animations of the fight scenes, so it'll be this kind of staged reading of the script, but when it goes to a fight scene, it'll be kind of this cool animation. Uh, so yeah, that's it, youtube.com slash Jordan Morris, all one word. Everybody check that out right after this. Uh, let's right sign now, off, though. and if you stick around, we might just answer some of your questions in the chat window. Yeah, we're going to have am, a lot of fun talking to you guys. Yeah, Jordan, you could stick around for that or not. It's all up to you. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll hang out, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So let's, let's wrap this the heck up. I'm Is it okay Alex if Jaffe. Tiny baby carrots while we do it. <laughs> no. No, 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 no eating no on eating, our podcast. No eating, no eating, no eating. It's, it's true. Yeah, uh, listen. We'll die. Yeah. It's, it's, mute your microphone if yeah. you want to eat. We'll, anyway. talk, we'll, we'll have an extensive discussion about Mesophonia after the podcast. I'm Alex Jaffe. It's true. I'm Tim Rogers, I think. Oh, I'm Brandon Sheffield. Yeah, whatever. Plunk, plunk, plunk. Uh, I'm, I'm still Frank Cifaldi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And this is podcasting. Podcast over, yeah!